Hello listeners, real quick, I do just want to address Murphy's audio quality here for the first half of the podcast is awful. Um, Unfortunately, I don't know how to fix it. We're still relatively new to this, which I'm sure you can understand. One of the things we do want to do eventually is have actual microphones and have a little recording studio set up at my house for myself and Mary, and then Murphy can have his own in Philadelphia. Um, So please forgive us for the poor audio quality for the first half of this episode. It does improve about the 26 minute mark. So just keep that in mind. Have a great day. Hello, and welcome to Romance is Dead to Me. This is a podcast where we read random romance novels, so you don't have to. I'm Rachel. Joining me this week is... Murphy. Murphy! That was You sound so enthused. Like, let me just start off with saying that. I am enthused. That's (laughs) just my voice. It's just your voice. Okay. Murphy, this week is a special week. Do you know why it's a special week? Why is it a special week? Because I didn't actually hate the book. <gasps> oh my god, shocker. It definitely like has its cringy moments, which we will go over in full. But like I found myself really rooting for the main characters. Yay. <laughs> like to get together and just be happy. And then like when they were having a hard time, it legitimately put me in such a bad mood. I had to put the book down and walk away. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, I was, like, having, like, an empathetic moment for them. And I was just like, this is awful. You experiencing empathy? I I know, right? It's it's incredible. It's incredible. Must have been a life-changing book. (laughs) But, um, and I also showed my outline of all my notes to Mary. So Mary kind of knew, like, what was going on and what happened in the book. And she enjoyed my outline, too. So she asked me to ask you. To be gentle this week. Ooh, okay. It'll be a real challenge. <laughs> Don't rip it to shreds because honestly, like, it's definitely not top 10 favorite books, but of right. all the books we've done for this show so far, 100% my favorite. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, but before we get into it, our official forewarning, would you say it is? Yeah, like a, like a brief, not synopsis, but a brief warning. Brief warning. There are three S's of this podcast, and they are sex, swearing, and spoilers. And spoilers, exactly. You've been warned. This podcast will contain all three. If you don't like it, sorry, we're not the podcast for you. Have a great Maybe day. Maybe we'll do a PG one one day. I, why do I feel like I did? De- like, even if, because I do have a couple, like, teen, like, YA romances picked out. So, like, obviously, they're not going to have, like, this smut necessarily but i feel like we're still gonna be swearing just as much so. well that's what I, I mean it won't be pg but maybe it'll be the two s's instead of the three that's true swearing and spoilers that's true maybe one day we'll we'll let you know yes exactly um but let's see here so murphy this book i blew through in two days oh wow because i didn't have to force myself to hate read it oh wow and it's also did i tell you what the genre is yet no. It's a sports romance. A sports romance? Do you know what that genre is? Gay. Professional professional athlete is usually the hero, and then the heroine is some, like, girl next door kind of thing. Oh, I thought you were, it was going to be, like, teammates in love, and I was going to be like, ooh, you I got would, a gay one. I would be here for that. I would. I, th- I really that. thought that's what it was going to be. Damn. If anybody knows a book out there like that, 
Uh, I do, and it's called the Fuckhole Court, and they're lacrosse players, and they fall in love. It's a book? Yeah, it's really good, actually. It shouldn't be on this podcast, (laughs) because it's really good. (laughs) You're like, I'm saving that for myself. Well, it's just not bad. Like, it's a good book, so. Right. Well, if anyone knows a book like that, please email us, romancesdeadsme at gmail.com, because I would be down for a book like that. Yeah, for sure. One that's roastable. Um, but also I have a note here. The hero of this book, his name's Levi, and he's the quarterback of the Broncos. Oh, I do not like that name. Which and I do I... not like that he's a pop like a football player. Do you think it's supposed to be like Eli Manning? <laughs> I think it's supposed to be like Levi Stanning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just find it funny because like in every other sports romance I've read, and I'm a little embarrassed to say that I've read quite a couple, um, they've always used fake teams and like fake names so i'm kind of surprised yeah i don't know how these guys were able or how these two authors because it's by two authors here i don't know how they were allowed to use the broncos name like isn't that trademarked but so if we get to sign off on it the broncos had to sign off on (laughs) it bronco like gm was like yeah that's fine it's fine Um, you can use so if we get sued for this, this is not my fault. This is not my fault. They did it first. Disclaimer, we are not liable. Um, but the book we are going to do, it's called Well Played. And this is by V, v. Keeland, which is V.I. Keeland and Penelope Ward. Okay. So are you ready for the synopsis? Let's go. It all started with a bet. When my young son inherited half of his great-grandfather's historic N, I decided to move us both to the place where I grew up. Notice, I said half the end. The other half now belonged to Levi Miller, the famous quarterback who had other ideas about what we should do with the property. We won't mention that I accidentally injured him during our first meeting, causing him to get eight stitches. You could say we got off on the wrong foot. We bit You just a mentioned it, though. <laughs> like, I won't mention, but let me mention. But let me tell you. You could say we got off on the wrong foot. We bickered a lot as we both moved into the property while we figured things out. He wanted to unload the rundown place, which admittedly needed a lot of work. I wanted to restore the Palm Inn to its original beauty and reopen it as a bed and breakfast. We couldn't agree on anything, so Levi made me a proposal, one he thought I would surely lose. If I could sell out the place by the time he had to leave for training at the end of summer, he would back off and let me run it. But in the weeks that followed, we got more than we bargained for while we were living under the same roof. Levi and I got closer, and before I knew it, my nightly fantasies about the brawny Adonis became a reality. Not to mention, he was so great with my son. We were in over our heads. Oh, God. There's a child in this book? There is a child. (laughs) No. We were in over our heads in more ways than one. Because not only was he the last man on earth I should be falling for because of our deal, but Levi was also my ex's older brother. And now the end was the least of my problems. I know Mary told me to be gentle, but I already hate this. <laughs> like, not enjoying the synopsis. I'm not going to lie. It's one of those books that, like, I read the synopsis and was like, this is going to be whatever. And then the first couple chapters, I was like, oh, my God, this sucks. But then, like, it got me, man. Like, it had me in the first half. And then, like, it eased me into it to actually enjoying it. Like, I, I will 100% agree with you that the synopsis in the first couple chapters were like, what the fuck am I reading? Mm. I just don't like the whole, like... At first, we didn't like each other. If you didn't like each other at first, you probably will get a divorce. So do you not like enemies to lovers? No. You don't. I think it's weird and toxic and, like, dumb. Interesting. Good to know. If you're my enemy, you're my enemy forever, baby. (laughs) (laughs) There is no lover. (laughs) Um, But 
Anyway, predictions, Murphy. Go for it. I'm going to predict that this book is dumb <laughs> because oh it involves sports and I hate sports. <laughs> um, no, I'm kidding. Um, let's see. They're going to be like a two out of 10 toxic because she has a son and I would hope that she wouldn't date anyone toxic. Okay. Um, for predictions, I'm going to say that they definitely get married. Okay. Because it's just giving me marriage vibes. Um, okay. I'm going to Okay, that's because... another fucking prediction. He's a football player. He's rich. Yeah, but, like, that's going to be a plot point. Like, oh, my God, he has money and I don't. Oh, my God. Okay, like... okay. So you're saying that that's going to be a plot point. Yeah, like, oh my god, I'm broke and he's helping me. So um, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like, like, uh, episode two when we did the billionaire's obsession where it's like, oh, I'm trapped in a bind. Oh. Yeah, like, she's gonna okay. be trapped in a bind and he's gonna be like, don't worry, babe. Okay. Um, and let me think. Um, this is a hard one. I feel like there's not, I don't have any dark secrets. I know, right? <laughs> like <laughs> that's a hard one. Um, I'm gonna say he adopts the son. Okay, okay. So, your three predictions are: they get married. She has money problems that she has to lean on him for. Yes, and he adopts the son. He adopts the son. Yes. Okay. So now that you have your predictions out of the way, are you ready to join? Wait, to- wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Is the son? The exes? Now you're on to it. Hey. I'm disgusted. <laughs> oh my god. Can you imagine your uncle becomes your dad, but like you still have a dad? It's not <laughs> like your dad died. <laughs> That's fucked up. Oh my god. Okay, but like listeners, our mom dated our uncle before she dated our dad. Yeah, but she didn't have a son with him. <laughs> she didn't have a son with him and say, hey, adopt my son that's your nephew. All I'm saying is, shit happens. Shit happens. Does it? <laughs> shit happens, Murphy. Just let it happen. I don't like letting things happen. All right. Let's jump into it since Murphy doesn't like letting things happen. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. I'm a Taurus, okay? Okay, so um, I'm going to do the background first. And usually, you know, I like to give like a quick character summary just so you know, like who we're dealing with here. Yeah. But this book has a lot of actual like background information behind the main story. So I'm going to tell that. And then sure. if you have any questions about the characters, just shout it out, okay? Okay. All right, so Presley is our heroine, and then we have Levi the hero, and then Tanner, who is Levi's brother and Presley's ex. Levi and Tanner? Where were they born? North Carolina? I'm just going to read this next point. They all grew up together in a small town in the south called Beaufort. It's never explicitly mentioned, but I think it's in the Carolina area. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm not I'm not even joking. <laughs> oh my god. It's like the, t- the town is called like Beaufort. It's like it's like some French, you know, like Beaufort. Beaufort. Yeah. Whatever. Um, anyway, their town is super into football. 
And a lot of the kids who have gone through their school system, like the high school football program, end up eventually in the NFL. This includes Levi, Tanner, and their dad before them. Okay. So they're okay. very hetero. Yes. Um, so Presley and Tanner were high school sweethearts, and she followed him to college. After college, he ended up getting drafted to the Jets, and they moved to New York City together. A few years earlier, Levi had also been drafted by the NFL. Just keep that in mind. Two things happen while Presley and Tanner are in New York City, and I'm not, I'm not sure what happened first, so we're just going to go into both of them. Um, number one is they got engaged, and they had their son, Alex. And number two is... Tanner's first season in the NFL, he suffered an injury that actually ended his career. Oh, poor guy. So after his injury, Tanner spiraled. He got into drinking and gambling. Presley actually caught him cheating. Um, the first time she gave him a pass because she understood like he's going through a lot of shit. Um, but the second time she like took Alex's and was like, Yeah, fuck you, I'm out. I'm not to be a victim shamer, but this is what you get for marrying a guy named Tanner. Oh my god. Tanner's out there, change your name. Oh my god, no, Tanner's out there, we're sorry, don't listen to Murphy, Murphy can be kind of a dick. Murphy's kind of a dick sometimes, just ignore him. It's easy, you can just go by another name. So Alex and Presley continued to live in New York City, but Tanner very rarely made an effort to see them. And then on the side, Levi has had a very successful NFL career, including a few Super Bowl MVPs that Tanner resents him heavily for. Okay, wouldn't you, though, if you, if we were both in a sport and you were better than me, I would kill you. I would commit fratricide. <laughs> Is it fratricide or fratricide? Fuck if I know. People are going to think we're so dumb. Oh, my God. We are. <laughs> now, at the beginning of the story, Alex is seven, and he has inherited half of the bed and breakfast that his grandfather owned before he died. Presley saw this as an opportunity for a fresh start, and she moved them both down there. Levi inherits the other half. So essentially, the grandfather was going to leave half to Tanner, half to Levi. But because Tanner had a son and Tanner's life is down the drain, he gave Tanner's half to Alex instead. Does that make sense? Yeah. But because Alex is underage, Presley becomes like the trustee and essentially controls his half of the bed and breakfast until he turns 18. Okay. All right. We got all that background? Yep. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, our story opens with Presley in the end doing a few small renovations while Alex is at football camp. Um, she's really like, she was a photographer in New York City and she's very into like designing and like redesign. So she sees the bed and breakfast as like this really cool opportunity to like bring back like an almost historical landmark. Okay. All right. So she decides to finish up for the day. And while she's getting undressed to take a shower, her favorite song. Oh my God. Out. What? I don't like where this is going. Her favorite song comes on the radio and she decides to do a little naked dancing. And I have a quote highlighted here and it's Tanner had been an ass man years ago after the Miley Cyrus VMA twerk had gone viral. I'd caught him watching it on his laptop. So I'd surprised him by learning to twerk. Oh my God. Remember how I told you that the first couple of chapters, I was like, what the fuck am I reading? What is this? This is that moment. That I was oh like, my oh God. my God, we're in for another one. We're in for another one. Um, so while she's twerking away, she is very shocked when she turns. <laughs> what? She's twerking away. <laughs> <laughs> I write my notes with a glass of wine. <laughs> while she's twerking away. I'm just going to leave that there. 
Um, but she turns and she's like scared out of her mind when she sees a man just standing in her doorway. Yeah, that's fucking creepy. If you saw someone naked, wouldn't you like look away as quickly as possible? Right? And so she screams and throws her speaker at him and it hits him in the head and he's knocked out. Good. Fuck that guy. So she moves closer and sees that it's Levi, someone that she actually recognizes. Yeah, so fuck him for looking at her naked. Well, exactly. But he's unconscious, so she calls 911. And mm, I, I have, wouldn't. I'd let him die. I have some of the 911 conversation here. What's going on, Presley? I think it's Levi. You know the intruder? Yes, he's Tanner's brother. And who's Tanner? How does how does the 911 operator know her name? Because she's already talked about like there's a man in my house, there's an intruder, and okay. I I knocked him out. And then she's and then that's when the 911 operator writer is like, you know the intruder? She's like, yes, he's Tanner's brother. And who's Tanner? He's my ex fiance. What's Tanner's last name? Miller. Miller? Yes. The same name as the football player? No, not the actual name. Not the same name as the football player. The actual player. I think I just killed the Super Bowl quarterback. Good. We don't need the Super Bowl. (laughs) Could you imagine? Sorry, guys. Super Bowl's canceled this year. Levi Miller died. (laughs) He's fucking dead. Um, So the police and paramedics arrive. And Levi refuses to go to the hospital or press charges. The police give him the option to press charges for assault. What? Exactly. It's like, dude, you he was staring at her naked. So after they leave, Presley apologizes for knocking him out, but also says that he's really creepy for staring. And he goes, I was just shocked that someone was in my house. Like he he didn't realize that she would be there. Well, who cares? Someone's and naked. So Don't look. She was like, exactly. But he thought she was like a squatter and then was very surprised to get a speaker thrown in his head. But I'm like, okay, even if it was a squatter, it's a naked squatter. And you shouldn't be surprised to get something thrown at you for staring at them while they're naked. You shouldn't be staring. Like, you should look away and be like, what the fuck are you doing in my house? Right? Like, um, excuse me, but like, have your head turned? Like, PSA, don't um, stare at naked people. Exactly. Also, he's very su- he's very surprised that she's actually in town fixing things up because he has a really good offer from a developer to buy the place and tear it down. Nobody likes developers. Yeah, Levi does apparently, but whatever. Yeah, because he's a fucking quarterback. Ew. <laughs> so after Levi goes to the doctor's office to get his eight stitches, he comes back and moves into a room down the hall, hall to stay. They talk about how Presley doesn't want to sell because it's been in the family for three generations. But Levi is like, no, it's a really good deal. They argue for a bit and Levi is surprised when Presley informs him that she was close with his grandfather and they actually used to talk all the time. It's also really clear there's some super like misinformation happening because Levi goes, just tell me what it's going to take for you to agree to sell. Will an extra 5% do it? 10? I know you have a number. If you didn't care about money, my nephew wouldn't be deprived of his father. Ooh. So instead of responding, e- what? I said, there's tea. Yes, there's like, so instead of responding, Presley tells him to go fuck himself and she leaves. Yes, bitch. Which, like, same, same. So later she actually sees Levi, she's like doing dishes or whatever, and she sees Levi in the backyard throwing the football with Alex and he apologizes for being like a crappy uncle and not being around a lot. But that's not an uncle's job. I mean, yeah, but still, like, it's... Levi feels Who's bad. like, oh my god, my uncle isn't around. 
I am Murphy. <laughs> okay, Miss. <laughs> You're just sitting at home thinking about how much you miss your uncle. Yes, I wish my uncle was around more and wasn't such a crappy uncle. Crappy uncle. Oh, now you just called him crappy, Rachel. That's what it says. He apologized. Apologized. <laughs> uncle Brian, Uncle Mike, Uncle Rick, I am sorry for calling you guys crappy uncles. You guys are the best. Was that, was that good enough? So as things continue to go wrong, Presley starts to have doubts about trying to fix up the place. But she rereads a letter that she wrote to her future self while in high school. And it's basically just a reminder of how much she likes small town life. And she decides to keep fighting for the inn. And this is when it starts becoming like, this is a Hallmark movie. <laughs> like, fighting for the inn. Yeah, this is exactly what it sounds like. So the next morning, Levi and Presley continue to argue over what they want to do with the hotel. Fern interrupts. Fern is a woman who lives in the inn for very, very low rent, and she was friends with Levi's grandpa, if you catch my drift. Fern is a lesbian name, and it makes me very sad she's not a lesbian. Maybe she was bisexual. You don't know. I mean, true. I don't want to erase that. But yeah, like, she, could, she could be bisexual. She was just sleeping with her grandpa. It's fine. But like, can she please have a wife? Right. But anyway, so she interrupts, and she says that the last thing that his grandpa would have wanted them doing was fighting. And she also, like, really tears into Levi. And she's like, the big picture is me cutting off your balls if you sell this place with me or your family still in it. Ooh, okay. So she's, like, she's a feisty Bad bit. Yeah. So later, Tanner calls Presley to tell her not to cash this child support check because it will bounce. He also... Ooh. Yeah, yeah. He also Mood. makes it very clear he does not approve of her moving back to Beaufort. Beaufort, I don't know. She's pissed because she used that money already to write a check to pay for Alex's football camp. God. So after the lovely phone call with Tanner, Presley walks in to find that the ceiling in the main room is leaking. Her and Levi frantically try to get buckets down and clean up, and Presley has a minor breakdown when he criticizes her for grabbing a football helmet to use for one of the leaks. Oh my god, well that because don't aren't they have like ventilation yeah that's what he's like he's like a football helmet really like that's all you could find and she's like it's what was closest and he's like there's literally five buckets outside <laughs> like, like girl so she ends up literally like losing her shit for a second and she grabs a bottle of wine and just starts drinking it straight from the bottle while they're like putting these buckets in place over a leak yeah, like she's had a, she's had a rough like she literally got off the phone call, phone with Tanner who told her that her child support check bounced to walk into a leaking house that she's trying to fix up currently. So it's just like one thing after another. So she just starts drinking out of the bottle and like honestly mood mood fair. I guess that's fair. So while she's drinking out of this bottle, Alex's football coach Jeremy calls to inform her that her check for camp has bounced. Sorry, Alex. But he's also super nice about it and offers, like, hey, I can cash in in a couple days to give her some time to move around some money. Uh, Why so don't... Oh, God. Is this the money problem that's coming up? Levi overhears. Okay. And asks her if... Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> and asks her if she's in financial trouble, which she denies, but he's kind of snarky about it. So she finally snaps at him and tells him about the bounce child support check. She also tells him about Tanner's drinking and gambling addiction. Levi had no idea about any of it. So he ends up, they end up sharing the wine bottle and making peas. And Levi's like, dude, he told us all that you left him because he wasn't making money as a football player anymore. 
damn yeah so like just like a whole lot of like shittiness on tanner's part but like you can kind of see why he was so cold to her in the beginning though because like he thought that she was like a gold digger who basically walked out on his brother right and now he's like oh fuck my brother might be a piece of shit give me that wine (laughs) like i mean yeah so a few days later levi insists on paying for football camp and him and presley end up looking at a bunch of okay so I'll pause here and let you gloat. Yes, he pays for a football camp. Oh my god. It's almost like this is a trope. Um, Presley and him end up looking at a bunch of old photos that she finds. She explains that she wants Alex to have the experience of growing up in a small town. Which, like, as people who grew up in a small town, I would say it's overrated, wouldn't you? Very overrated. Plus, like, I don't know, your kids need to get out more and be progressive individuals instead of conservative little mongrels. Exactly. So, uh, Levi agrees that Alex deserves like the small town experience but he tries to convince her to give him that experience without running the end because they can sell it they can all live happily on this money from the sale and Alex can just not have a mom who's working at the end 24-7 yeah it sounds fucking sweet to me yeah like honestly like I, I get Levi's point of view 100% but anyway they agree to disagree but they are getting friendlier with each other um, Levi also decides to take the mattress from the room that they're sitting in for his own because it's way more comfortable than in, than the mattress in his room. And it's also, quote, hella comfortable. If you are I not a West see... Coaster, you are not allowed Thank to you. use that word. If you Thank are not you. from see... the West Coast, it is illegal for you to I use see... that word. I just don't see a quarterback from a southeastern state using the word hella. I just don't see it. Yeah, no, there's no fucking way. Like, here's the thing, and like, listeners, Murphy and I grew up in Oregon. We grew up on the West Coast. Afterwards, I moved to Las Vegas, which is basically an extension of California because of all the people from California that have moved here. So, like, I use the word hella all the time with my friends. I feel like I am an authority to say that this person would not say the word hella. Also, I moved to Texas. And I've never heard a Southerner use the word hella. Exactly. Exactly. Not so one. I'm, just like, I'm, like, I'm like, okay, whatever. That's literally why I put it in quotations in my notes. Because I was like, we need, to, we need to discuss this. This needs to be That's our addressed. word, damn it. <laughs> um, so moving on. That night at dinner, Presley proposes a bet. That if she can get the place presentable and sell out the first month, he agrees not to sell. And so he agrees to it. Okay, how did you read this in two days? So I told you, the beginning is not great. Once you get past the beginning, it's okay. That night, Alex crawls into Preston's bed, and since he's a bed hog, she can't sleep. She decides to head to the other room that they had cleaned out earlier in the day and climb into that bed. She, I don't I'm, I'm assuming you can see where this is going. She falls right asleep, but wakes up to someone else in the bed. Turns out Levi hadn't changed the mattresses, but he came home from meeting with his friends and decided to just sleep in that room since it's more comfortable. He didn't realize that someone was already in that bed. So How do you not realize that? Well, either that or, like, it doesn't specifically say who was in the bed first. Like, we think... How do you not realize someone was in a bed? Exactly. Exactly. And it's not like he was wasted because he's, like, when she wakes up, they have, like, a coherent conversation and... They're both like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Take the bed. Take the bed. Take the bed. Like, they're going back and forth. And finally, she's like, no, you take it. And she just, like, runs. I just don't understand. Like, even pissed drunk, I would notice if there was someone in my bed. Right? Right? Like, but whatever. Moving on. 
So she can't sleep after that. So she decides to head to the kitchen and she runs into Levi again. They end up drinking together for a bit and talking about the last time they had sex because that's a like super <sighs> that's a super normal conversation to have at like two AM. Like with someone you don't like that's literally Oh my god, this is so weird. That is your brother. Right. And, well, that's what, and that's literally like what she's thinking the entire time. But like Levi is also like really nice and like teasing about it. And like I don't care. Kind of <laughs> that's your brother-in-law so when presley teases him back he admits that at first being a famous qb meant that he got lots of girls and he really liked it but over time he realized he couldn't tell if people liked him for him or for what he had he also apologizes for believing what tanner said about her all along because obviously like she he should have known that she was not the type of person to do that so but how, after this sh- how should he have known that because they all grew up together but you're gonna trust your brother yeah, that's very true. That's very true. Um, Blood so is thicker than water, bitch. Is it, though? Um, okay, disowning you. Fuck you. <laughs> um, so after this conversation, Presley begins to realize that Levi is a good guy, and she's starting to be attracted to him. And I have this stuff written in quotes because, and literally the entire time, she's thinking, like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? As I turned around and headed to the room, I felt my entire body buzzing with desire. No. Hearing, hearing, hearing Levi say he wanted more than sex with a woman made me want to have sex with him. No. There's also another quote here from this specific scene. And it's, I suddenly imagine him bending me over his knee and smacking my ass so hard it burned. <laughs> oh, God. I just, like, made myself choke from laughing. <laughs> Oh my god, what a fucking weirdo. And she's just like, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I want him to smack my ass. I know what's wrong with you, you fucking freak. So the next day, Presley watches Alex's football camp, and as they're leaving, she meets Jeremy the coach in person. He informs her that her check has cleared now, and they get to chatting about the inn. Turns out he does some work with some construction workers in different fields and gives her his number in case she needs help or recommendations for people. What a nice guy with no ill intentions. <laughs> no, I mean, no one in romance novels ever has ill intentions. Ever. <laughs> so her friends overhear this and they tease her and tell her that he likes her. And when she says she just needs someone to fix the pipes, they're like, oh, he has a pipe for you. <laughs> That's for sure. So that night, Levi comes home for dinner and Presley informs him that she has a plumber coming to fix the pipes. To which Alex happily pipes up, I thought Coach was going to fix it. Didn't Travis's mom say Coach Brick has a pipe he wants to give you? Oh my god. Fucking, this kid kills me, dude. Children. So later Alex leaves to go ride his bike, and Levi says that Jeremy just wants to get into Presley's pants. No shit. And she's she disagrees. She's like, no, adults can be friends. Which, like, yes, adults can be friends. However, I do believe that Levi is correct in this moment. Yes, in this moment. So back at camp the next day, Levi also shows up to watch Alex practice. And he gets hit on by a bunch of the football moms. Because, like, let's be real, he's a good-looking millionaire. Like, of course you're going to hit on him. Oh, yeah. Um, And he's proven right when Jeremy asks Presley out for drinks. Ooh. And she agrees to go. She says yes. What a sweet. Yes. So the next day, Levi offers to watch Alex while she goes out with Jeremy. He also realizes that he's weirdly jealous and he keeps catching himself, like, checking out her ass. That is so fucking weird. He's like, 
oh, Presley's walking away. Oh, like, she's got a nice ass. Oh, no, don't look. Oh, oh, but she's got a nice butt. Like, just constantly. That is so weird. And, like, have some respect. Right? So, for notices and bets him 10K. Okay, not like 10 bucks. $10,000. That by the end of the summer, Levi and Presley will hook up. Well, she's going to win that money. Well, so Levi is so sure that it won't happen that he takes the bet. She's definitely winning that <laughs> So fast forward a little bit. Presley goes out to drinks and Levi takes Alex out to dinner. Alex opens up about how much fun he's having with Levi around and how he wishes that his dad were around more. That's sad. Right? Like, this is when the book starts to pull at your heartstrings a little bit. Not going to lie. Like, this is, I think this is the moment when, like... I started to enjoy the book because, like, I think that's what it is. I think that's what won me over is how good Levi is with Alex. Right. And then it it turned into, like, he's very, like, just him and Presley have, like, a very, like, adult friendship in the beginning. After, like, every, like, the dust is kind of settled and the air is cleared and everything, they just kind of become friends. And, like, I can appreciate that. And I appreciate, like, that dynamic. And I think that's really what won me over with this book was they're just, like, they're all adults here. Right. They're not, like acting like petty little children exactly exactly um but so presley's drinks date turns into a dinner date and levi continues to be jealous he waits up for her to get home and they have a nice chat and levi does admit to presley that he wishes she would have been there for dinner but he's glad that she had a nice time that's good yeah like it's very adult like hey non-toxic exactly it's like hey wish you would have been here for dinner we had a great time would have enjoyed you being here but I'm glad you had a fun time out. Yeah, I like that. I didn't like that he was getting jealous, but I like that he's not like, you're going out to dinner. Like, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like, he's... Because I, I do feel like you can be jealous and be mature about it 100%. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, it's not necessarily like... I mean, like, it's a bad thing to be jealous, but as long as you know that you're behaving poorly, then you know it's exactly. a human emotion exactly like jealousy is a human emotion it's natural but what you do with it is up to you yeah and how you behave with it is up to you yeah exactly like how you deal with it but anyway so the next day presley is stressed cooking because she starts to realize that she is developing feelings for levi because like he's just so good he's being so nice like offering to watch alex and she's just like oh shit i think i'm starting to have feelings for him Oh, wow. And Levi also goes out of town for a few days. He tells them that it's for business, but really he's also trying to, like, get his head back on straight and start, like, ignore his feelings for Presley because he's developing feelings as well. Right. So that afternoon at football camp, Jeremy asked Presley out again to a country music festival. She says yes, but she'll let him know for sure because she has to figure out a babysitter and for someone to watch over the end. Mm. Country music. Country Love. music. That country music life. <laughs> love it so that night presley's best friend harper arrives from new york city and fern is only too happy to fill her in on the situation yes fern and i have i have a quote here straight out of fern's mouth everything's good except the two of them want to boink like rabbits bye queen (laughs) so harper decides to help presley find another man to help her like distract herself from levi and she also offers to help with the renovations and with publicity for the reopening because she actually does publicity in new york city nice 
So her attitude changes, though, when she sees a picture of Levi. Oh, what a slut. She decides that Presley just needs to fuck him once to get him out of her system. Oh, I thought you meant she was going to be like... I want him. Never mind. Never mind. No, no. She's like, she's like, no, you just need to find some other guy to like distract yourself. And then she sees a picture and she's like, I mean, one bang won't hurt anybody. <laughs> she's like, you can need to hop on that. <laughs> Which like, honestly, like. Good friend. Same. same. Good friend. Good, good. Love Harper. Um, But she's like, especially because he's only in town for a little bit and like nothing serious can really happen. Which like famous last words. He is the father of her child. <laughs> surprise exactly well so this is where it gets real juicy you ready for this yes so they end up drinking quite a bit the two of them and deciding to jokingly make a wish list of everything that presley wants to do with levi oh my god this list includes having sex with him while he's doing pull-ups what (laughs) yeah don't ask what (laughs) don't ask Oh my god. Um, I have a voyeur masturbation, which essentially is she wants to be masturbating and then looks out the window and realizes that Levi's watching her. The, what? Like I can't even I can't even say that with a straight face. That's like a nightmare. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure in her fantasy, like if I remember right, he had like binoculars. What the hell? <laughs> Which, like, considering where the book started, where he was watching her naked dance and she threw something at him, like... These people need mental health. (laughs) But the final thing on the list is sitting on Levi's face while eating peach cobbler. What is wrong with her? (laughs) Seriously. So, like, it's all in good fun, Murphy, okay? It's all in good fun. They're wine drunk. It's not, though. Alex is out of the house. It's fine. Um, what weird fucking fantasy I'm pink shaming so as they're laughing about that what the last one about the sitting on the face eating peach cobbler they notice Levi standing in the doorway oh my god and of course Presley is mortified this is my hell (laughs) but Levi doesn't let her know if he's overheard or not like he's kind of playing coy until he offer- she offers him leftovers for dinner, and he goes, no, I think I'm going to go out, because I have, like, I have a real craving for peach cobbler. Oh, my God. Which, like, honestly, like, low-key, you know Levi's never going to let her live that down. Ugh. Like, I wouldn't. If I walked no. up and hear that fantasy, I'd be like, peach cobbler for life. But like- also, I'd be disturbed. Like, I wouldn't, <laughs> I would be like what the fuck is wrong with you right like mm, thanks for objectifying my body man yeah and like (laughs) i don't know it's just weird well so the next day harper ends up having to go home and alex is at camp so levi and presley share a beer and they chat a little bit levi says he hired someone to fix the air conditioner for her and she's surprised because he wants to sell the place she also apologizes for what he overheard and he tells her not to apologize for drunken fantasies He also admits to her that he was jealous of her about going out with the coach. And then he surprises her by bringing out some peach cobbler to eat together. Oh, my God. Which, like, I don't think I'll ever look at peach cobbler after this book. Like, the same. Yeah, it's so good, too. Like, whatever, whatever. So, moving on. The next morning, Presley is woken up by people who are there to not just fix the air conditioner, 
do a complete overhaul of the entire air conditioning system. So she's like, oh, okay, this is great. She is also surprised when she texts Levi and he tells her that he's out getting supplies, but he left something behind for her. Dot, dot, dot. Better be some fucking booze because I'm going to need some. (laughs) It's a manila folder with a DVD. And the DVD is footage of him playing and looking hot. So basically like dumping water on himself, etc. What is this book? And her wish list that they made the night before is in the manila folder with it. What is this book? And he has highlighted the line, masturbate while looking at Levi. My jaw just dropped. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) I do not like this. This is my personal hell. (sighs) And this is the moment where I was like, like, I, I was starting to like enjoy their friendship and relationship. And then this, I was like, excuse me? fucking weirdos like who does this but so the next morning he teases her about the dvd and like in so he it's his point of view chapter and he's literally like i think i overstepped the line like when i did the dvd but then when he asks her about it she just blushes and he's like worth it hey oh my god i don't like this they end up like getting into like a little water fight while doing the dishes as you do that just is a mess (laughs) and of course Levi and Tanner's mom, Shelby, walks in during this, and she's immediately sus. Oh, my God. As she should be. And she pulls Levi aside and tells him, I'd rather you not sleep with the one woman you don't have a right to. Ooh. Which, like, okay, who has a fucking right to sleep with any woman, honestly? Honestly, that's up to the woman to decide. Exactly. So you'll, you'll find out pretty quickly that I don't like their mom, honestly. But we'll, we'll get there. Well, she's a southern old lady. We don't like any that's, southern. That's very true. Um, but it's also made clear that their mom doesn't know the real reason that Presley left Tanner. She Presley did not tell anybody because she was trying to save him from like looking bad for his family. Right. And Levi also does not tell her because he doesn't think that it's his story to tell. Which, like, I I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Exactly. And but he also denies anything more than friendship happening between him and Presley. So he's, like, kind of lying. Yeah. Like, at the, well, at this point, I think he thinks that they're just kind of having fun. And, like, the DVD thing was just, like, a flirty, like, little, like, for fun. But I also think he's just in straight-up denial. He's like, no, 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 no. Like, bitch, You gave her it. a DVD and highlighted her wish list. Exactly. Like, we all see it here. That's fucking weird. But, so, yeah. So, internally, that's actually my next bullet point internally levi refuses to let anything happen between him and presley because he does not want her or alex getting hurt well yeah but yeah you've already kind of crossed the line exactly like you've crossed that bridge already you just continue to cross it honestly at this point yeah or back the fuck up yeah exactly so a few days later presley is shocked when alex asked her the age-old question where do babies come from uh, what brought this up um some people some boys at work were boys at work some boys at school were telling alex that they saw pictures of his uncle levi with a girl with big titties and so first he's like mom what are titties 
Oh, my God. And then I guess the conversation with the boys at school who were, like, a little bit older, they were, like, 11, 12, were like, oh, yeah, I bet your your uncle's, like, banging her. And he's like, what's banging? And they're like, oh, it's how babies are made. And so then he goes home and was like, mom, how are babies made? Oh, my God. It's like, gotta love fucking, like, older kids hanging out with your seven-year-old. What the hell? That should be prohibited. Exactly. So Presley doesn't want to lie. But this was also a conversation she wanted Tanner to have with him. Right. Um, luckily, though, Levi walks in and he offers to help. And the three of them sit down and they find like a little children's book online and they all read it together. Okay, I fuck with that. Yeah, like honestly, like it, it works. If it works, it works. Um, so at the end, Alex doesn't have any questions. He just thinks it's disgusting, which good for good, him. Yeah, good for you, Alex. And Presley's like extremely thankful. Like to the so once Alex leaves, she actually invites Levi to watch a movie with her. Like when Alex goes to bed that night, and Levi is like, "I have plans with friends." Like super awkwardly, <laughs> like Ooh. like because he doesn't know what to say, right? Um, which like I under I hundred percent understand Presley asking him like, "Hey, once Alex goes to bed, like, do you want to watch a movie?" Like, there's nothing weird about that. But Levi obviously is like, "I have feelings for you. I can't watch a movie with you. I have plans for friends." Right, right. Like, so it's just kind of funny watching them be, like, awkward around each other, honestly. So a few days later, they find mold in one of the bedrooms during the renovations. Levi hires a construction tr- crew. They have to tear out the wall, clear out the mold, and then, like, rebuild the wall. Which you just had that happen with your washing machine yesterday, but. Yep, exactly. <laughs> I know that feeling. So the construction team finishes. They leave for the day. And Presley is home alone, so she ends up deciding to take a bath. As she's getting out of the tub, she smells smoke, and she realizes that it's coming from the room that was under construction. So she calls 911, and she gets the fuck out. Good for her. Yeah, which, like, and then, but I didn't put this in my notes, but I remember being frustrated with this, is that she asked the 911 operator, she's like, I smell smoke, but it doesn't look like fire. Do you want me to open the door and check? And the 911 operator is like, absolutely not. (laughs) Well, honestly, though, like, if I smoked smoke, I'd probably check it out before calling 911. Probably. Or you at least, like, do the whole hand to the door thing. Yeah. But, like, that's just me, like, being – because I always think I'm being overdramatic. Yeah, that's very true. And, like, the smoke alarm wasn't going off or anything. But, like, she got to the bedroom and, like, obviously, like, smelled like heavy smoke. So you don't open that door. You walk out. That's true. There's a difference between, like, getting a whiff and, like – oh my god something's on fire exactly there's a difference between checking and being like do you want me to see how much fire's in the room <laughs> do you want me to open the door and give it oxygen and let it spread <laughs> exactly and that's why the 911 operator is like um no so the fire department get there and they were and they reveal that there was an electrical fire in one of the walls um but they got there in time luckily to keep it from spreading to the rest of the house levi shows up and gives presley his shirt to cover up with since she's just in the towel and then, of course, paparazzi take pictures of him standing there, shirtless, with his arm around her. Okay. Luckily, though, it didn't get her face. Like, her back was to the camera. Okay. Yeah. So, after the fire department leaves, they go in and inspect, like, what's going on. And they grab things to take with them because the fire department told them, like, hey, spend the night somewhere else. Like, there's going to be ash that kind of settles throughout the house tonight. You don't want to breathe it in. So Presley has, like, extreme doubts now about continuing to work on the inn. And she's very surprised when Levi's, like, super encouraging. And he's like, no, this is just another setback. It's fine. Doesn't he want to sell it? He does. He does. So, like, he's slowly... I think he's realized how, like, into the project that she is and has decided to just be supportive. Right. 
Um, so since Alex is at a sleepover, Levi drops Presley off at her mom's, but her mom forces him to stay and eat. And so they end up having peach cobbler. I don't like this, Rachel. I, I'm wanting to know if he got a boner while eating the peach cobbler and had to awkwardly hide it from his mom or from <laughs> Presley's mom. I would sure hope you wouldn't get a boner around someone's mom. <laughs> uh, but so Tanner calls Levi the next morning and he asks about what happened at the end. At the end, the end, the end. <laughs> But he does not ask about Presley or Alex or if they are okay. Mm. So Levi confronts him about this. And he's just like, oh, well, the news said no one was hurt. But, like, well, also, like, don't you want to know, like, if they're doing okay? Like, this was this could have been traumatic. like Right. And so Tanner also mentions that whoever he's hooking up with has nice legs. And Levi's like, what the fuck? He's like, I saw the paparazzi photos. Like, that girl's got nice legs. Oh, my God. Yeah, so moving on, Levi arranges for the construction crew to come back and fix all the damage over the next couple days. He ends up paying them, like, double overtime for it. But, like, low-key, I think it was kind of – so it was weird. The fire department was like, yeah, sometimes when you do construction, like, it can unearth old wiring and cause fires. So kind of the construction crew was at fault, but also the wiring was at fault. So I feel like that you shouldn't be paying them double overtime to fix something that was kind of their fault, but – Whatever. I don't know what. Who yeah, I, I don't. I don't know the fine print. What else? So fast forward. It's Alex's birthday, and he wants to have a tent sleepover with his friends. Fun. So Presley isn't sure, but Levi encourages her, and he offers to go grab his old camping equipment from his mom's house. So she agrees. Levi's mom actually gave away all their camping equipment years ago. So Levi takes Alex to the store and buys all new stuff for him, like including like three tents, um, like campfire skewers, and like a bunch of good stuff. And he takes him out to the backyard and shows him how to set it all up and, like, helps him set it all up. Cute. And that's when Presley watches, and she's extremely impressed by how good he is with Alex. And then the other boys show up, and Levi asks if Presley minds if he hangs around tonight. And she's like, no, of course not. And she's like, I'm actually relieved to have a little help with, like, five boys. So thanks. Right. For sure. So the boys have a good party. They eat s'mores, and they eat grilled cheeses that they cook over the campfire. And then once everyone goes to sleep, Levi and Presley sneak out a beer by the campfire and they chat. Levi admits that hanging around Alex has made him realize how much he likes kids and wants some of his own. And Presley also informs him that Tanner did not call Alex for his birthday. Oh, I know. And Alex that makes like, me so sad. Seriously. And Alex had asked like three times, like, did dad call yet? And she's like, no, honey, like he will oh, soon. Oh, I don't like this book. I know. Like, do, do you see what I mean? By, like, it sneaks up on you. Like, have, like caring about this book, it just sneaks up on you. That's just so sad. It is. It is. So they end up roasting marshmallows together and they bond quite a bit and then they head for their respective tents. Um, But Levi is like, hey, come into my tent real quick because he has a zip off sunroof and he can see like all the stars. Um, I don't like where this is going. (laughs) So she goes to check it out and they like lay down to look at the stars. They have like a little romantic moment and Levi admits that he wants to kiss her and Presley nods and they have a quick little makeout session. Your children are there. Like, literally in the next tent. Your children are nearby. So Presley's phone goes off and interrupts them. It's like midnight, by the way. And it's Tanner calling to wish Alex a happy birthday. Oh, my God. Yeah. So Presley, like, answers it, but it's like, no, fuck you. And hangs up. All right. So fast forward. The next day, Alex goes to a friend's house for a sleepover. And Presley and Levi are able to talk about what happened between them. 
both of them say they feel super guilty about it. And Presley says, like, they can't do it again. Levi asks her if that's what she really wants, because that matters more than any guilt about Tanner. What? So basically, like, they say they're super guilty about it. Presley's like, we can't let it happen again. Like, it was irresponsible. We can't, like, it's it's not nice. It's not fair to Tanner. And he's like, okay, but, like, forget about Tanner for a second. Like, what do you want? Well, okay. Well, and so I have this written in quotes. He goes, what you want, like, after a little bit, he goes, what you want matters. Like, what you want matters. Your happiness fucking matters. And, like, let me tell you, that's probably the first time in her entire life that someone has actually said that to her. Because you have to think, she has been basically following Tanner around since high school. And then she had Alex. So since high school, her life has not been about her. Right. So for someone to tell her that, like, you being happy matters and, like, what you want matters, like, that's huge, honestly. Right. But, like, I don't know. So Presley admits that she does want Levi, but she's scared. And she tells him that she loves hanging, having him around and watching him with Alex. And he tells her that he's been lonely for a while, but being around her makes him feel at home. He also admits that he's super attracted to her and he can't pretend that the feelings aren't there anymore. But he also doesn't want to pressure her and he will try to forget it if that's what she wants. Okay, fair. Yeah, which like honestly, like this whole conversation I appreciate because it's like they're both coming they're coming at it from like a very adult perspective and like a very mature perspective. Right. Um, so she starts to say that they need to try to keep apart, but she ends up kissing him and they start making out again. Oh my god. So they end up going to her room and having sex. Afterwards, Levi has a text waiting from Fern. And it just says, can't wait to collect that 10 grand. Oh, my God. (laughs) Because she, like, heard the whole thing. (laughs) Damn. So the next day, Levi decides that he's a horrible person for sleeping with his nephew's mom. But he also just can't bring himself to care. Oh, my God. After breakfast, Alex finds Levi's belt in his mom's room. That's, oh, my God. Okay. But Levi's Levi's able to cover it up. But, like, Presley just freezes. She's, like, and, like, turns around and, like, doesn't even look at Alex. And Levi is, like, well, I guess I got to come up with a lie. Damn. Like, way to throw him under the bus. Yeah, no kidding. But so later, Harper calls. Remember Harper, the best friend? Yeah. And she informs her that they actually got a two-page spread in Southern Living Magazine for the inn. Um, The only catch is they want Levi in at least one of the shots. Oh. So luckily, Presley is a photographer, and she can do all the photos herself. She also confesses to Harper about sleeping with Levi, to which Harper celebrates. (laughs) Oh, my God. Harper's like, yeah, get that ass. (laughs) Right. So later, Levi is helping her stage the photos, but he offers to go pick Alex up so she can keep working. She agrees, and she asks if it's okay for her to go move some stuff around in his room since they're going to go do some photos in there. And he agrees, but, but like, this is the moment where, like, just reading it, you just know she's going to find something. Yeah. Like, there's no way. She ends up finding two full boxes of condoms. Oh, my God. And she And she immediately assumes he's prepping to have sex with a ton of women. What? So when he gets home, she's like, so, and I quote, exactly how long does the supply last to you? Just preseason or a few weeks in? Oh, my God. And he's very annoyed at her assumption. And he tells her that he actually bought them today since they were starting to be active together and he didn't have many left. 
And he also bought some peach flavored lube as a joke. Oh my God. But like, honestly, like I can respect him being like, yo, like we are starting to have sex. I was running out of condoms. So I went to the store and grabbed some like, yeah, like fuck off. Like, so she immediately apologizes. She's like, I'm sorry. Like I overreacted my bad, which, okay. At least you can own up to it. Like it's not like Penny seeing the wedding ring and just assuming and running out barefoot (laughs) with no pants on. Yeah. Like you can assume, but then as long as. I feel like as long as you own up to the fact that you fucked up afterwards, like, okay, whatever. I don't care. Right. Um, so she half-heartedly says that they should stop having sex. But then she changes to just one more time. And oh so, of, cor- of course, they have sex. So a week later, they're still hooking up, of course. They're getting closer and closer. And I, this is another one of those moments where I was just like, I liked you up until this point. After one of their hookups, Levi is like thinking and Tessie's like oh what are you thinking about it and he says and I quote I was imagining you pregnant with a big belly I bet <gasps> you I bet you to look fucking amazing <sighs> I want to barf well and so you know what her thoughts are because my thoughts would be like you gross get the fuck away from me her thoughts are my mouth hung open that might have been the sweetest thing a man ever said to me what if yeah. a man said that to me, I'd get a restraining order. Seriously. But like, you know, maybe they're they're just in different phases of their lives than we are. Maybe we're Southerners. <laughs> so that afternoon at football camp, Jeremy asks Presley why he hasn't heard from her. And he nicely tells her that if she doesn't want to go out again, she can just admit it. She lets him down easy and tells him that she is unavailable to go out with him for the time being due to some personal things. Right. Levi overhears this. And he gets upset because she implied that, like, once Levi leaves, she'll be interested in dating again. She what? says that she, what? But she didn't imply that, though. I mean, she maybe. I mean, maybe I didn't write it correctly, but she definitely implied that. But like, she's just trying to let him down easy. Yeah, but she. Yeah, I mean, but she could have done it in a way that doesn't imply, like, hey, in a couple months I'll be down. So she tells him that she's just trying to be realistic, and she knows this hurts my soul. She knows that playing house with her and Alex is just a phase for him. Oh. Like, that's the fucking knife to the heart. Yeah. So Levi is obviously super hurt by this. And he tells her that those are not his intentions at all. And that he's very serious about her. And she goes, you scare me, Levi, for so many reasons. And he says, so you're stopping yourself from getting close to me. Same reason you'll let me fuck you in the ass, but you won't even kiss me outside the bedroom. What? And then he immediately backtracks and apologizes because he realized that he fucked up and said something out of, like, anger and hurt. Oh, my God. Which, like, at least he apologizes. But never, ever, ever bring up sex in an argument. Plus, like, so grossly. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like, sex is a separate thing. You need to argue about what you're arguing about. Do not bring sex into it. Yeah, I made it so gross. Exactly. Especially like, oh, will you let me fuck you in the ass? Shut the fuck up. That's messed up. Shut the fuck up. If someone said, if oh, if Michael said that to me. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. oh Them's his fighting words. Oh, I'm sure you could imagine what our house wouldn't. Like, I'm sure divorce. our neighbors would be able to hear the yelling, honestly. Divorce. And maybe not divorce, but he'd definitely be sleeping on the couch for like at least a month. See, so yeah, I'd be like, divorce. Bye. 
Yeah, but see, that's the thing is like you're not married, so you don't understand how hard divorce is. No, I'm just saying. Like to me, I'm like, damn, that's a line that you don't cross. Yeah. Um, but they end up stop they stop fighting when Alex heads over, but he leaves once he leaves again, Levi leaves her with this parting line. You're right about us. I think we should stop. For real this time. I'm not gonna push for something that's not attainable if you don't believe in me. Mm. Which like, okay. I can, fuck, I can fucks with that. I can fucks with that. Um, so he ends up heading over to his mom's house for dinner because he just needs some space. And when she pushes him to tell her what's wrong, he confesses to everything. Oh, my God. And he also tells her that Tanner cheated on Presley and that she's a much better woman than they give her credit for. Nice. But the mom is, like, super narcissistic about this. And she's like, Ugh. and, like, I have quotes written down here. You've put me in a difficult spot what and she's like i'm not gonna be the one to tell him as much as it will kill me to hide this oh my god so she's basically like making it all about her and now like she has to hide it from tanner and i'm like okay well just don't fucking tell tanner like it's not hard yeah what the hell so levi goes home and admits to presley that he tell that he told his mom everything but she's promised not to say anything to tanner they end up making up and they have sex in the pantry which i just want to say unfucking hygienic yeah gross and Alex almost catches them. Oh, my God. He, like, goes into the kitchen to get a drink of water. And they're, like, and Presley's, like, he's either getting water or a snack. Please don't be a snack. Please don't be a snack. <laughs> like, Why would you have sex where your child could find you? Well, so then um, <laughs> I have a quote here. No way in hell was I going to let this kid see me in the closet with his half-naked mother while a fully loaded condom hung off my dick. I'd rather die. Yeah. But, like, I kind of want to die when I just read about the fully loaded condom. <laughs> Ew, yeah, that's nasty. Like, I can already picture it. You don't need to spell it out for me. Yeah. So fast forward a little bit. A few days later, Levi makes an appearance at the high school football tryouts. Presley goes with him to take some photos for Levi's agent because he thinks it'll be, like, a good publicity opportunity. Afterwards, she takes some pictures of Levi playing with Alex, and he she realizes that he's more of a dad to Alex than Tanner has ever been. Right. And then Alex challenges her to a race up and down the bleachers. And Levi's like, oh, I'll take your pictures during this. And so, like, just kind of like a cute little moment. Wholesome. Wholesome. Very wholesome. So the next day, Presley has the photos developed so they can go through them and pick out the best ones for Levi's agent. And she has to leave, though. So she leaves them with Levi. And he's like, hey, can I keep a couple of these for myself? And she's like, yeah, sure, no problem. She gets home and she sees that the pictures that he's kept for himself are of her running with Alex Alex playing football and a few of him and Alex together. But he has he has kept nothing that are just like good publicity shots. Like they're all of basically her and Alex. That's cute. And I, that, this is what I was like. Aah! That's but very so, cute. So this is when she also finally realizes that he has feelings for her. Right. And he's like and she literally tells him like she's like you do have feelings for me. And he's like I do. Big ones. And I'm just like why are you guys so cute? Yeah. Um, so they decide to just go with the flow and see where it takes them, but to try to continue to make it work while he's on the road. And he has, he tells her this, for most of my life, I didn't think relationships were worth the trouble. They're harder when you lead the life that I do. I'm not going to sugarcoat that. We'd have to fight for it, but you make me want to do more than fight for us. You make me want to go to war, Presley. Cheesy. Super cheesy, but why does it have my heart? Cheesy. Don't like... So a few days go by and Presley and Levi are having a fairy tale romance, other than the fact that they have to keep it hidden from Alex. Uh, Presley takes Alex to football camp. And when she gets home, guess who's there? 
Tanner. Yes. Yes. So Tanner has come back to be a better father because he sees how much he has fucked up. A little too late, buddy. <laughs> yeah. And he's also hoping to stay at the end, but Presley shuts that shit down real quick. <laughs> right. Levi is also, Levi's like awkwardly sitting in the background, like not sure what to do, but he's getting like angry. Tanner keeps making comments like, I know Levi's headed back to Colorado in a few weeks. Figured I'd be able to fill the void around here once he's gone. Oh my God. Yeah. It's just like so like, ew, like skeezy, but like he doesn't even know he's being a skeezy, but just skeezy. Oh yeah. Um, and so then Tanner apologizes to both of them and he admits that he has been, he had, he knows he has problems and he's actually been seeing a therapist for them. Um, yeah so like okay cool whatever Tanner goes with Presley to pick Alex from football camp and kind of starts to hint that he wants her back Mm. like he says when I look at you I see everything I've ever wanted and every mistake I've ever made all rolled into one and he's like almost crying but then when he sees Alex Alex is so happy to see him that he actually does start crying oh my god and then Alex also convinces Presley to let Tanner stay at the end Oh, my God. That night, they all have dinner together. After dinner, Levi and Tanner have beers in the backyard, and Tanner keeps asking if Presley's seen anyone, and Levi's just kind of, like, dodging and weaving, like, dodge that question. Right. But the next day, Tanner goes with Alex to football, and it gives Levi and Presley a chance to talk for the first time. Levi fills her in on Tanner wanting to get back together and says that they need to tell him before the lies get deeper and deeper, but she says no. She's worried that Tanner will get upset and the drama will have a negative effect on Alex, which, like, I understand that worry. I do. But I also understand Levi being like, dude, we could keep it a secret while he's not here, but we can't lie to his face. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so Levi goes and gets some space for the day, but then he gets home and he sees them all playing touch football in the yard like a happy family. And he immediately feels like he's intruding on something. Mm. And then at dinner... Tanner and Presley are walking down memory lane and Levi just drinks. Felt. <laughs> yeah. And then this is another like stab to the chest for Levi. Okay. Alex announces that him and Tanner are going to go camping in the yard together. Oh. And Levi just feels even more like he's starting to get replaced. Oh. Yeah. And then Tanner also keeps calling Presley babe. And like overstepping, and as many times as many times as she tells him to stop, it keeps happening. That's disgusting. So I, I have a conversation here. It's you need to stop giving Alex the wrong impression, Tanner. What? That I love his mother? That's not a wrong impression. That's a fact. You're making him think we're a couple. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. He's a smart kid. Maybe he just sees it's meant to be. I Dude, don't... take a fucking hint. Yeah, I don't like this. I I literally have that in all caps. Dude, take a fucking hint in my notes because I was. This is when I was starting to get in a really bad mood reading this book because I legitimately felt so bad for Eli. Or not – I keep calling him Eli, like Eli Manning. Yes. I legitimately felt so bad for Levi and hated Tanner so much that it put me in a foul mood. No, same. This is making me, like, annoyed. <laughs> yes. So Presley leaves to take Alex to the store and Tanner comments on Levi's drinking, implying that maybe he's developing a problem. Mm. And I have written here as like, bruh, his problem is you. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And Levi tells him that he's having women problems. And eventually Tanner says this lovely line uh, for you. And so Tan- Levi goes, it's not that complicated. And Tanner goes, for you, maybe. What are you pulling down? 20, 30 million a year? You just have to flash that Super Bowl ring and panties drop, drop to the ground. Us working stiffs have to actually put in effort. 
Well, he's not wrong. But at this point, I'm honestly surprised Levi has not punched him in the face. Yeah. Like, Levi has the self-control that I do not because I would have been done by this point. Right. Me too. So later, Levi tells Presley again that he wants to tell Tanner because he can't put up with him anymore. And Presley firmly says no. Like, Levi is upset and they argue. And I have a couple notes here. One line that he says is, fair? You know what's not fair? Having to answer my brother when he asked me for advice on how to get you back. Which, like, point for Levi there. Yeah. 100% point for Levi. How much but longer is this book? Tell me, babe. If I go down on you, are you going to moan my name like you usually do? Or will Tanner slip out? Ooh. And I have that negative 10 points for Levi. I was going to say, take that point back. Dude. Like, he was doing so good until Noon. then. So Tanner ends up knocking on the door and Presley has to hide in the bathroom. And Tanner lays on the guilt trip and he thanks Levi for letting him talk to him and tells him that it feels good to be close to his brother again. And he also apologizes for being so insecure about Levi's success. And he explains that that's another thing that he's been working on with his therapist, that Levi's success does not come at his own expense. And after all this, Levi realizes that Presley is right and they cannot tell him. Yeah. Especially when he's getting his life back together. Yeah. So Tanner ends up having an interview in a nearby town for a um, college football coach position. And after his interview, he comes home and helps Presley with a few renovations around the house. And then afterwards, they end up having some wine together. He admits to her that he does want her back. And she tries to shut him down completely. And he says, you know what? I can be patient. This conversation was more about me stating my intent. I don't expect you to take me back right now or even respond to any of this. But I want to let you know how serious I am. I'm here for Alex and you. I don't plan to see anyone else, even if you're telling me you won't give me a chance. I'm choosing to hold out hope, and I want to save myself for you. And Presley just goes, you're setting yourself up for disappointment, Tanner. Oh. But, like, low-key, like, get the hint. Like, she's not interested. No, she's not, clearly. Yeah, so, meanwhile, Levi has been MIA since his conversation with Tanner, but Presley texts him and tells him that she needs to see him and she'll come to him. He's actually been staying at a hotel a couple miles away just to get some space for himself. Um, he's pretty devastated because he, he sees the sense not telling Tanner, but there's no way that they can do that forever. So by not telling him, it essentially means that they can't be together. Right. Um, so Presley shows up and tells him about her conversation with Tanner. She also says that she's been, that now that she's been with Levi, she knows what she deserves, that she deserves much better and will never go back to him. She still wants Levi, but she doesn't want to d- Tanner to find out, and she doesn't know what to do. They end up making up and having sex, but there's still, like, a pretty pretty big tension of uncertainty there. Like, For sure. they're, ma- they're made up, but they still, like, don't know what's going to happen. Right. So Levi comes back to the end the next day. He still has two weeks left before he has to leave her training camp. Oh. Just F- FYI. So they're there watching Alex. Levi and Presley are. And Alex hurts his ankle, and they actually have to rush him to the hospital. While he's getting x-rays, Tanner shows up and he's like, why are you here to Levi? Yeah. And so there's, well, because Presley called him and was like, hey, your kid's in the hospital. Like, come come to the hospital. Um, So there's a little bit of tension there, especially when the nurse comes in and she's like, Miller? And they both stand up. But also, I don't know. I don't think that's that weird. Like... So basically, Tanner, the whole reason that Tanner thinks is weird is because he, he's like, why were you at football practice? Like, why were you there with Presley? And Levi, like, makes up some lie that, like, he was out running errands and saw football practice going on. So he decided to just stop for a few minutes when Alex got hurt. But, like, 
I don't know. I don't think it's that weird for your professional football player uncle to come to your football player or football practice. Yeah. No, I think honestly at this point, I think Tanner's just over suspicious. Yeah. Um, so they both stand up when the nurse comes out and then, but obviously she means Tanner and so Tan- Levi sits back down. Tanner's able to go back and then Presley comes out to tell Levi that Alex's ankle is just sprained. He ends up deciding to leave. And she chases him out to his car and she apologizes for, like, any weirdness that there was, which obviously there was. Um, they hug and he kisses her on her forehead. And when he looks up, Tanner is staring at them through the window. Ooh. Yeah. So while everyone's still at the hospital, Levi's mom comes over and she takes Levi for a walk and they have, like, a heart to heart. That when she and his father were separated, he ended up dating another woman. She felt like the situation was temporary, but when she found out about the other woman, she decided for divorce. And so when their father was dying, he admitted that his biggest regret was ever straying from her, and it breaks her heart that he died with so much regret. That's odd. And so the conversation, basically, she tells, essentially, she's telling Levi, is using this conversation to tell Levi to not let Tanner have any regret and that he needs to step aside. Okay. And then she also says that Presley might regret falling for you once the honeymoon phase of the relationship is over. Ooh. What a fucking bitch. What for a stu- sure. What a stupid thing to say. That's mean as fuck. And then she says, and I quote, moving in now that you know he's trying to make things right would be a tremendous betrayal. But I'm over here just like, what about what Presley wants? Presley does not want Tanner. So fuck Tanner. Yeah. What the hell? Like, stop fucking with Levi's heart and like his head. He doesn't get a say like what the fuck? Exactly. So Levi is stewing over what his mom said when his agent calls and asks if he'll come back to Denver early to help train some of the new receivers. And when I say early, I mean like in two days early. Mm. So he ends up deciding to thinking that it's best for all of them. So the next morning he wakes up to Presley trying to have sex with him since Tanner and Alex are out of the house. Ew. And he declines and he's like, let me just cook you breakfast. Because his plan is he's going to cook her a nice breakfast. He's going to sit her down and he's going to tell her that he's leaving. Right. But breakfast is interrupted when the other two get home. And Alex says, you have to come to the party, Uncle Levi. A bunch of my friends want to see you one more time before you leave. And instead of Levi just being like, oh, like, you know, I'll have to think about it. He just goes, sorry, kid, but I actually have to leave tomorrow. Oh, wow. And Presley is like what but obviously like she can't show emotion because tanner's right there right so she ends up just like leaving she's like i don't feel good i'm out and like my heart broke for presley in this moment right um it's a bummer for sure yeah so alex is actually brokenhearted too and he starts crying about levi Mm -hmm. and levi realizes that maybe alex does me more than just having like his dad around so But he also says, like, the decision has been made. Like, I've already said yes. I'm sorry. Like, I can't change my mind. Right. So Tanner has not confronted him or anything after the hospital. But after Presley leaves, he just looks at him and goes, shame you can't stick around. That's a fucking supervillain move right there. Yeah, what the fuck? But so the next day, Presley sends Tanner out on a thousand errands to buy herself some home alone time with Levi. She confronts him about leaving and says that it's bullshit. She fights him on leaving and tries to convince him to stay. And as much as it hurts him to say, he finally says this. What happened between us should have never happened. It was a mistake. You should give your family a chance. 
Alex deserves to have his father in his life, and you deserve to have someone who can be by your side day in, day out. And Presley goes, but I don't want to be with Tanner. I want to be with you. I know it's confusing, and I know people will get hurt, but we can figure it out. I know we can't. That's what you said all along. You made me believe it could work. And then he goes, I don't want to work it out. It was never going to last. We live two very different lives, and I don't want to be tied down while I'm on the road. Ooh. And, like, you know he doesn't mean a word that he says. Right. But it's just fucking... My heart rips for both of them, honestly. Right, yeah. So this makes Presley realize that he's serious and she leaves brokenhearted. She spends the day crying, but she has to perk up when Alex comes home. The next day, Presley decides to stay in her room until Levi leaves. But then Alex comes in and is like, Mom, come say goodbye. And she can't say no. So she goes to say goodbye and she gets in the truck. But then Tanner is like, oh, I forgot to say goodbye too. And he goes over and like kisses her so Levi can see. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, Tanner's a fucking dick, honestly. Yeah, no kidding. So, while Tanner and Alex are taking Levi to the airport, Levi and Tanner's mom shows up to talk to Presley. And the conversation is basically her saying, what's happening is for the best, and Presley can be happy without Levi. But she knows it's hard, and if she's she's there, if Presley ever needs to talk. Oh, my God. Um, She also offers to take Alex for a couple days to give her some time for herself, which, like, I, I appreciate that at least a little bit. Um, but Presley decides to just take Alex for a trip to Myrtle Beach instead. As Levi's mom hands her an envelope that Levi asked to give to her. Guess what's in the envelope? Honestly. It's the deed to Levi's half of the inn. Oh. Yeah. So they end up having a good time in Myrtle Beach. While they're there, Presley feels heartbroken on everything that has happened between them. When she gets home, Tanner tries to have a date night with her, and she's like, dude, nothing's changed. Like, leave me alone. But he's not help- He's not getting the message. He offers to help her with the opening of the end, though. So, you know, at, le- at least she got some free labor out of it. Right. So, ready for the end, Levi had already arranged the caterers and everything before he left, which, like, honestly, like, great for him. Presley still misses him a lot, especially when she sees the tray of peach cobbler that he specially ordered Ew. for her. <laughs> Uzies. So a month later, the inn is open for business, and Presley is juggling running it along with her part-time teacher as a high school photographer. Her part-time job as a high school photography teacher. Everything is settling down, and Presley agrees to go out to dinner with Tanner and some old friends they used to double date with while they were in high school. So it's not a date; it's just like more like let's catch up. Right. At the date, though, it's made clear that Tanner has led the friends to believe that they're dating. Presley shuts that shit down. Good. She goes, there are some things in life that you are best not revisited. I think you can respect and love for, I think you can have respect and love for someone and also recognize that you're better off apart. That's yeah. the case with Tanner and me. For sure. Go off. Yeah. And so then the conversation ends up moving to Tanner, to Levi. And Tanner goes, God, Levi must be living the life. I can only imagine how much ass that guy gets. Ew. Dude, like, I... You're so That's skeezy. Disgusting. You're so skeezy, honestly. Mm-hmm. So in Denver, Levi gets called to the coach's house for a private meeting where the coach chews him out for playing poorly. And Levi admits that he's had other things on his mind. The coach guesses right that he's having woman problems because, you know, women. And, yeah. <laughs> and Levi tells him how he spent the summer. Um, so when he gets home, he calls his mom. And Alex answers to tell him that he's good and he's there because grandma is babysitting while his parents go on a date. Wow. 
And then grandma gets back. So his mom gets back on the line to tell him that he did the right thing. Fucking bitch. She is a bitch. So a few weeks later, and the inn is going great. The family is making travel plans to go to Denver because Jersey is getting retired. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. Okay, so their mom shows up to have a private conversation with Presley about Tanner. Turns out that him, Presley, and Alex would all sit together in one bedroom suite, one bed. Oh my god. Because Alex will sleep on the couch. Oh my god, what? She wouldn't mind watching Alex tonight so they could have some alone time. Oh my god. So this is the first time that their mom and a decent person because she's coming to Presley like, hey... I just want to let you know, this is what Alex, or this is what Tanner told me. Just a heads up. No, for sure. And then she also that Tanner is feeding Alex lies about them being together. Oh, my God. So Tanner gets home late that night, and Presley confronts him about the hotel room situation. He says that he meant for himself to sleep on the couch, and that her and Alex did. Sure, that's what you meant. Yeah, asshole. Um, so she tells him to either book her a separate room or she's not going. Good for her. So now we're time skipping to their trip in Denver. Levi and Tanner's mom has arranged for Presley and Alex to stay in opposite ends of the hotel. Manor. Oh, my God. And then while they're getting ready for the big dinner, Presley has a conversation with Alex about how whatever he thinks, her and Tanner will not be getting back together. Oh, my God. Good and Alex, Alex takes it pretty well. Yeah, good for Presley, honestly. Like Presley, Presley is assertive. Uh, this is what I appreciate. Presley has not led Tanner on whatsoever. She has made herself very clear from the very beginning. And then he's just a fucking douche and doesn't get it. So, like, fuck Tanner. Yeah, that guy sucks. So then dinner that night, because they have, like, the official dinner party, they are sitting across the table from Tanner. Like, so it's Tanner on one side and then Presley and Alex on the other. When Levi walks in and Alex gets excited and sit- insists that Levi sits next to him. Oh. So, yeah, so he ends up squeezed in between Presley and Alex and it's kind of it's super awkward for Presley and Levi obviously um but Tanner drinks and he drinks some more and he ends up being like rude to the waitress before he gets up to go and like get a refill for himself he ends up coming back and bringing another woman with him name's Ariel by the way and insists comes and sits next to him so Ariel can sit next to Levi and hopefully they will hit it off Right. It's super awkward, and Presley doesn't want drunk Tanner to make a scene, so she just does what he says. I mean, okay. And Levi is literally glaring at them across the table while Ariel tries to flirt with him. Like, I can can only picture, like, just angry glaring. Right. Presley ends up taking Alex and leaving the dinner early because she, like, just can't take it anymore. Like, it's ridiculous. So... In the hotel, they are almost in bed when Levi and mom shows up and says that her son asked if she would keep an eye on Alex so they could talk. Oh my and like God. this is this is like a movie moment right here because originally she's like, no, I don't think so. But then Shelby's like, Shelby's like, oh, I'm sorry. I should have told you. It's Levi. Right. Yeah. Like, so Levi's incognito outside the hotel and Presley goes out to talk to him. She's upset and she thinks that the whole time he's been like messing around with other women and has just gone back to his normal life. Especially because he hasn't even tried to reach out to contact her. Right. Um, And he goes, I haven't reached out because it's too damn painful, Presley. All I'm trying to do is the right thing for us. But if you think I can just move on and start dating random women again, you're underestimating my feelings for you. Well, fair. Yeah. So they argue for a little bit. And Levi eventually tells her that he left early because it was a sacrifice. 
And she goes, you sacrificed me to your brother, like an object that can be passed around, which yeah. like, good for you, girl. Um, but she goes, what you and I had wasn't interchangeable. If you don't want to be with me, then just leave me alone. But you can't have it both ways. You're either in my life or out of it. <clears throat> and they pull apart. She drops the bomb. It doesn't matter how much I love you. I'd rather never see you again than have to see you with someone else or be reminded constantly of the fact that I can't ever be with you. And he goes, you love me? I'm like, well, fucking duh. But she goes, does it matter if I say yes? Will it change things between us? Right. And he doesn't answer. So she goes back into the hotel. This is bummer. I know. See, this is why I was in a bad mood for like a I'm long like, time. Can I was we just, just like, get this over with? We know they're going to get married. Right. But they're both so miserable and it's so upsetting. Um, so as Levi turns to leave... A car pulls up, and inside is a drunk Tanner being dropped off by Ariel, the girl from dinner. Ooh. Levi is pissed and confronts him, and he makes him admit that he fucked Ariel. And he says it's because Presley has been rejecting him so much lately, and there's only so much he can take. Oh, my God. And he also admits to sleeping around while at home staying at the inn. Oh, my God. So Levi tells him that there's no way he could possibly love Presley. And he drops, and I literally have, he drops this little bit of poetry. Because when you love someone, you can't even stomach the thought of being with someone, with anyone else. When you love someone, you belong to them in every, in every way, mind, body, and soul. And even when you're not physically with them, you respect them. Love and respect go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. I mean, true. <sighs> yeah, like, honestly, cute, cute. And because Tanner is not a total dumbass, he realizes that Levi is talking about Presley. And he admits to seeing them at the hospital, but he tried to forget about it because he thought his brother would never do that to him. And he goes, you're fucking my girl. She's not your girl, and she hasn't been for a long time. She's mine. Presley isn't a possession for you to claim. Which, like, growth in the past five minutes from, from Levi. Because she right. literally was like, I'm not a fucking possession. And now he's over here like, she's not a fucking possession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I just, and that's what I think I liked about this book, too, is you can literally see how Levi grows through it. Right. But anyway, so things escalate and Tanner tries to punch him. But Levi is like, nope, and easily dodges. And he just puts him in a chokehold until he chills. He tells him to leave Presley alone and they'll talk about it in the morning when he's sober. So the next morning, Levi knocks on Presley's hotel room door because he, he wants to warn her, like, yo, Tanner knows. Um, but she's not there. So a neighbor hears him tell him that she left early that morning with all of her stuff. Levi runs to his mom's room, and she tells him that Presley was so upset she booked the first flight out and took off with Alex to the airport. So Levi ends up booking a seat on the very next flight, and he skips practice and the jersey ceremony so he can fly out. His mom tells him that she hopes it's worth it. And he's like, it is. Like She's the one. Right. So Presley's fight lands and she turns on her phone to find the following messages from Tanner. You ready for this? Yeah. Whore. How could you? My brother? My fucking brother? Where the hell are you? Were you that desperate to get laid? He's using you, you know. He's always wanted anything I had. It's all a game to him. I hope you aren't fooling yourself thinking you were anything special. He's got a girl in every city. I've loved you since the eighth grade. How the fuck can you do this to us? I'm coming to find you. Can this fucking be over? Tanner is toxic. I'm so done. That's the toxicity rating for this episode. How toxic is Tanner? 
I'm so done. So Presley tries to ignore the messages and puts on a brave face for Alex. On the way home, he has to go hang out at a friend's house, which she's like, yeah, sure, go for it, kid. Yeah, go for it. Get out of here. Yeah, she's like, you need to leave. (laughs) So when she gets home, Levi's already there because he took a flight that was nonstop. He tells her that Tanner knows and he's sorry. And he tells her that he missed her and he loves her. And by the way, dumbass Tanner, he missed his flight and he's stuck in Denver until tomorrow. Oh my God. So after confessing their love and saying that they want to be together, they of course have sex. And <laughs> of spends course. The night. Of course. And he spends the night, but the next day he has to fly home. So now we have a time skip. So we assume, like, we know in the time skip because it says a little later that Tanner did come home. He confronted Presley. It did not go well. Um, but he ended up just like, whatever. I'm still going to be around for Alex, essentially. So a month passes and Levi and Presley are still together. They're in a long distance relationship. Tanner refuses to speak to Levi and is cordial to Presley. On Levi's first trip back, they sit Alex down and tell them about and tell them about the relationship. He's fine with it. And he says that he'd rather his mom date Levi than some random guy off the street. Yeah. And his big takeaway is that any future siblings he have will also be his cousin. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Which like leave it to a kid to bring that up. Jesus Christ. Like this fucking kid, man. What a fucking weirdo. So the epilogue is two years later with Presley and Levi happily married. I knew it. And Presley is four months pregnant with their own kid. Oh. Levi, Levi has moved to a team only a few hours away so he can commute home every night. He only has a few good left years left of playing time and he plans to retire with that team. Him and Tanner take Alex out to dinner once a night together for boys night. They're still not on the best terms, but Tanner actually got Ariel pregnant from that one night stand. <gasps> and she, yeah, so she moved down there with their new son. Their new son's name is Eli. Oh my god. <laughs> So she took Eli down there, and now they have, like, a a a once-a-month, like, Miller Boys Night. So it's Alex, Levi, Eli, and Tanner. Wow. Wholesome. Yeah. So the story ends with Levi finding out that they're having a girl and being very excited that there will finally be a daughter in the family. Cute. Yeah. So that's that's how the story ends. So I was kind of right. Yes. They got married, and, like, he, like unofficially adopted yeah i'll give i'll give you like a half point because and then like i think i was spot on with the two out of ten toxic i might even lower it to a one out of ten honestly i think it's minimally toxic at least like levi and presley's relationship because while they do did have the moments like when they were fighting well and they had the moments where like he saw her naked and like that was weird and then like he was staring at her ass and that was weird yeah, but at the end, like, they had a happy, healthy relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could honestly point out anything toxic about their relationship at the end. No, I agree. Um, So I have some random quotes here for you, because, you know, that's my favorite part. Yes. Um, So I have, I growled at him. Literally growled. Ew. And then do you remember when I was telling you that Levi kept checking, catching himself, checking out her ass? Yes. What the hell was she doing? But also, damn, what an ass. Ew. And then, I remember that she shook that ass better than a five-night-a-week stripper. 
what the fuck? <laughs> and then we have some inner thoughts from Presley. And this is before they're having sex, by the way. Um, his demanding tone gave me chills. And for a moment, I wanted nothing more than to have him give me command after command. Oh. I have issues. Oh, uh, yeah, you do, bitch. <laughs> like, at least she can recognize that she has fucking issues. Mm-hmm. And then I have a Fern quote, which you'll, you'll appreciate this one. You're just like him. Wouldn't know a good woman if she smacks her titties in your face. Oh, my God. So, and here's an interesting one. So, do you remember when at the, like, the very kind of towards the beginning where Presley was like, I had the sudden urge to have him bend me over and smack my ass. Yes. Like, maybe the next chapter. Here's a thought from Levi. She winks at me and I got the strangest urge to bend her over the counter and slap her beautiful ass. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if they have, like, some psychic link or something, but... That's crazy. And then here's another one from Levi. Maybe I had some latent guilt from ru- for rubbing one out to thoughts of Presley eating that damn pie that night. Ew. I don't and like here's, this. Here's another one. Because all I want to do right now is fuck you till you hurt for making me so damn jealous today. Okay, her I'm eyes, done. Her eyes glazed over. Do it. <laughs> Ew, I'm done. No, I, I got one more for her. No. <laughs> Fucking her brains out tonight was the answer. Like her pussy was magic and it would solve all of this. No. <laughs> I'm done. I want to go purify myself and take a shower and never think about this book again. I love how like the quotes got worse and worse and worse. Yeah, no fucking kidding. All right, so um, predictions. Marriage, you were right. The money thing, I'll say you're right about that. Like, she didn't necessarily rely on him for money, but he definitely was there with his money at times. For the football camp, yeah. Exactly. And then the adoption thing, I'll give you a half point. So two and a half out of three, kid. Damn. You did good. It was kind of easy, though. It was. And honestly, though, like, I think this is my final thoughts in the book, too. Like, I could easily see this being, like, a Lifetime or a Hallmark movie. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was definitely, it still is my favorite out of all the books we've read so far for this podcast. Right. Uh, just because, like, genuinely, I I enjoyed their relationship. I thought it was wholesome. I thought Levi was a really nice guy. I thought that even when they did have their fights, they at least, like, made up in a mature fashion instead of just being, like, little whiny babies over it. Right. And, like, somehow, this book only has a 4.06 on Goodreads. But Texas Orchids has a fucking 4.5 bullshit like this book is easily much better than texas orchids i would Bull argue. fucking shit yeah but anyway so that's that that is well played by v keelan and penelope ward and i'm gonna give it this- a one out of ten because football <laughs> okay i'll get i'll give you that i'll give you that i personally think that if any relationship had a zero out of ten at the end this is it like, if negative toxicity points, it would be this one, is what I think. But yeah. I'll, I'll give you your one for football, because I know how much you hate football. I fucking hate football. Um, but anyway, so that's the book. That's the show. Um, if you liked that podcast, if you want to give us recommendations, questions, comments, concerns, um, you can find us at Instagram at RomanceIsDeadToMe. We also have a Gmail, ugh, we also have a Gmail account, um, RomanceIsDeadToMe at gmail.com. And we're pretty much open to anything. So let us know what you have to hear. Yeah. What you have to say. I'm crazy. This recording killed me. And I'm never, ever going to eat peach cobbler again. (laughs) 
peach cobbler is dead to us now, but I also really want some. Also, that sounds so fucking good. <laughs> I know. I now have, I have, like, the worst craving for peach cobbler now. But, like, I feel like it's now, like, an innuendo. I'm going to text Michael and tell him that I want some peach cobbler when he gets home. Oh, my God. And he watch him. He's going to bring me peach cobbler because he oh, doesn't yeah. know any better. So, well, like, tune maybe- in next episode to find <laughs> out. <laughs> to find out the results of Rachel's peach cobbler experience. All righty. Well, have a good day, everyone. You too, Murphy. You too. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>